Be the master of your domain with Castle Master on Amigos, episode 384. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today, Aaron, we're talking about Castle Master. Oh, man. Aaron, have you ever had the desire to live in a castle? Every day. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Since I was four? Yeah. Who would want to live in a castle? You know, the guy that made Ultima, he built his own castle. Garriott? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Lord British. I've seen I've seen a dude go out to it mm-hmm. and the surrounding land. Mm-hmm. The tracks of land. When you think about castle, do you think about like a European castle or one of those Japanese style castles? European one. Okay. You're a King Arthur castle. type thing. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Now, if you did have a castle, tell me about it. Well, I mean, I'm a traditionalist. Okay. So, you got to have uh, four big, like the turret Turrets, gimmicks, yep. right? And then you got to have the walls to go around, just like normal. And you got to have the drawbridge and the moat. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, the thing I didn't know until later on was like, I always thought the castle was like just a big building. Nah, it ain't. Mm. Because there's an inner part through the walls, obviously. What's in there? The courtyard and stuff. It's, it's open in there. There's a lot of open space really? in there. Yeah. I didn't know that. Like the walls aren't, it's not just like there's a roof over I all I thought the that was what it was. No. So it's not just like a roof that goes over the I mean, the there castle? are some castles, but most of them have like, the, those walls are to keep you out of the courtyard. So and then the inner buildings that make up the inner side of the castle. Okay. But I want one of those Scooby-Doo style castles. Where it's like, the, I want the fake one with the whole roof. Screw the courtyard. I don't yeah. want any open space no. at all. I don't want any of that crap. I want a big spire somewhere, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and lots, I want it all to be block. No carpeting, no wood, you know. Because <laughs> isn't that the way you, as a kid, just envision these castles? This is like block. Mm-hmm. And you put all these old games. What was that game me and Brent played on the Apple II? It was a Dark Castle oh, or Dark something Castle. like that. That was on the Mac. Mac, sorry. Uh, but the, the it, that's what I want. The stone everywhere, stone floors, mm-hmm. stone everything. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be impossible to heat. You don't really want to live there. You just visit it. Oh, I want to live there. Okay. Yeah, you got to live there. But you pick one room and he snazz that one Would up. you have a tower where you'd put your enemies, lock them up there? Um, I'd need several towers for that. I'd probably need about six. <laughs> six towers to put my enemies in. Of course, I'd have to go kidnap my enemies from all over the globe, put them in there. But, I mean, it would be cool to have that kind of space, you mm-hmm. know, and have... Uh, uh, just the look of it, like you just get on the hill. But really, the thing is, once you get a castle, it's like the old saying, it's not so much the, uh, you'll find out that the having is not so good as the wanting. Right. Because then you've got this huge, enormous thing that would cost a fortune to keep up. I watch these old Sherlock Holmes and stuff, and they have all these manor houses. These aren't even castles, mm-hmm. right? And they're so huge, like half the house is like, has chickens in it and crap mm-hmm. where they haven't been able to keep up because they went on poorer times. You right, know? So right. that's the downside of having a castle. You would be, be expensive. So you'd have to have good you have to be like a king or something. Well you'd have to have lots of servants. And then you the servants live in the all the different Could you have things. servants? Me personally? Yeah. Yeah. Why I, not? I just can't do it. I can't do that. Even if I was paying them, I don't think I could do well, it. Well, of course you would. That, that, that's the difference between servants right, and slaves. Right, but I'm saying my, I, the thing is I can't pay. I would feel bad. Really? I, so you I help the janitor at work because I feel. So you are you're not one like whenever you go on vacation and you go to the hotel and like there's all these people that are like carrying your bags yeah. and the valets and stuff. You feel bad for those. I people. never go to a hotel that has those. Mm. I've got to carry everybody's bags. Mm-hmm. So I'm that guy. You're that guy. And I don't get a tip. Yeah. Now what, what kind of castle would you have? Listen, uh, I. <laughs> I just wait for this. <laughs> You know it's going to be the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I'm, I'll go ahead. No, no. I would definitely, I'm with you. I would go for the, the King Arthur style castle. Yeah. But on the inside. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I want, I want to take a drink before you talk. No, no. On the inside, okay. it would look like a normal house. Okay, <laughs> so it'd be a total. It'd be a total. What, like a contemporary home. Yeah, like a contemporary. What's home. the point of living in a castle? Because it looks dark and foreboding, and you're like, "Welcome to so my castle." You want all. You basically want your house to be put in a castle. I want all the comforts of home, right. but I want it housed in a rectangular structure. You know, well, I went to Mont Saint Michel, this big castle monastery place. It's a combination the fudge castle place. monastery. Also, the model for Dracula's castle on the front of Symphony of the Night. Oh, so not the fudge place. Not this the is fudge in place. Europe somewhere. This Got is in it. France. Okay. okay, 
And it was awesome because you've got the castle there. And like you said, like it's it's mostly open. Yeah. But as you're winding through, there's like shops and stuff. It's like this whole, like the whole thing oh, was yeah. contained yeah. within the thing. And that's what I want. I want to be rich enough that I can support an entire city of only things that I want and never have to leave the castle. Mm-hmm. You know how you get that rich, don't you? All those stores, stuff that are, you just tax the crap out of them. Then you tax everyone that lives around it, and you make them work on your land. We need to go back to the old feudal system, now, is what I'm saying. <laughs> so you'd like to be a feudal lord for oh, Lord's Castle. Listen, feudal lord is my missed calling. Listen, you're as close to a feudal lord as you can be now. <laughs> you live in the house that you'd put in the castle, and you've already got somebody cleaning for you, cooking. Listen. Going up and cleaning the gutters. I do my part. What do you do? What do you contribute? You're looking at do it, Do you baby. just lay down the ruling Listen. from one high? You know, anybody that looks at this body and they say, listen, whatever I do, it's all worth it to come home to this. <laughs> Let's do the news. All I, right. I got nothing to say about that. <laughs> You're out of your mind. You know, Aaron, it's been a busy week in the world of the Amiga News. Has it? It has. I've been out of the loop. The first thing, Aaron, you know, there's so many different ways to get your Amiga fixed these days. We've yeah. talked about the Pi Amiga. We've talked about the uh, all of the the other sort of solutions. But sometimes people want to do the original hardware. They don't want a Mister. They don't want a, a Raspberry Pi emulator. They want to use their original <laughs> hardware. But sometimes their hardware's slow. Yeah, and it makes them angry. In fact, every time. Yeah, <laughs> that's why they're doing it. <laughs> and so, what we have here, Aaron, <laughs> yeah. the Pi Storm Thirty Two has been released. Oh, and this is using a Pi Four. You know, the Pi Four kind of came out at a bad time. Yeah, it did. Um, I'm glad I got one when I did. People, you know, they were excited. Then nobody could get them. <laughs> yeah. And then it kind of took a long time for people to really get the most out of them because nobody could get their hands on them to develop stuff. Well, You're the right. supply chain, I guess, is easing. That's what I've heard, at least. Yeah. And these things are starting to seep into the general public. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the Pi 4 is a way for you to double the power of your previous Pi Storm enabled Amiga. The, if you're using a Pi 3, or if you're using a Pi 3, you only get 3 gigahertz. No, I'm sorry. You get up to 1.6 gigahertz using a Pi 3 or 3 gigahertz using a Pi 4. So it doubles Ooh. doubles it if you got that Pi 4. Uh, this project also includes uh, RTG support, which wow. allows you to have resolutions up to 1920 by 1080. So oh, essentially giving you a fancy. modern uh, a modern display. Yeah. Um, the video output is from the Raspberry Pi's HDMI port, and that allows you to, of course, connect your A1200 to an HDMI able uh, monitor or TV. And uh, so you can check this thing out. Uh, it You can get the full story over at our subreddit. Uh, this is an open source project, so you can get the board yourself and uh, and make it. Uh, I believe that there are also... Is this, is this one of the things that Frank sells? No, he sells the, the HDMI Pi. That's thing, right, although the, he may end up selling this. I This is the first I've heard about this, but 3 gigahertz uh, Amiga, Mm -hmm. pretty good. Of course, it's sort of an Amiga at that point. We know this whole stick. This is one of these projects that you've got to go over to GitHub. Every time you go to GitHub, do you just feel like you want to die? I don't go there. It's it's confusing to me. I just wish they... tried to download stuff from there. Holy man. No, no. You ever click that go to file button? That's a trick. It takes you to just scream and such a weird crap. How many times have you downloaded, like, the code (laughs) or something? The source. Can't you just give me the file? I think part of that, the way they run that is if you're too dumb to download it, you don't deserve to use it. That's right. So this is one of these things where you have to order the PCB from somewhere like PCBWay, all the components, Uh and then you download all of the the source code and you you just mush it together. That's why you get some uh, more knowledgeable dude, or or you can do what I do, which is just not do it. You just don't do it. It's too hard. I mean, I've got a Pi 4, I'll I'll do Pi stuff on it. The funny thing is, if you've got a Pi 4, you can just run the Amigo in there by emulation and just bypass all the other crap. Right. There you right. go. Okay, Aaron. Our next uh, our next story comes to us from the uh, Rear Window blog. Oh, my. Oh, my. What yeah. is this? So this is an article that was posted. It's called All I Want for Christmas is Rave. Okay, yeah. That is not what I want for Christmas. That's I'll, my worst a nightmare. rave? Yeah. Um, um, Did um. you ever go to raves? I can see you in there with the glow sticks and junk. I could do. I would go to one right now. Yeah. Except I'd be the guy working the door, selling the drinks. I'm geek. 
But I want to be one of the Ravens. It wouldn't bother you to like because I love that music. Yeah. I like house stuff. Yeah, and yeah. like, what about the long hours of being on your feet? Like, yeah, I dancing could, around. Well, I mean, it depends on how much uh, you got to uh, ingest things. How much right? wacky stuff you yeah. take it in, and you get the air. Of course, you could die. That's the downside. That's of the, the downside. You know, after the rave's over, there's a guy with those butch brooms. Mm-hmm. Occasionally, bam, corpse. Yeah, that's the just problem. The rave, push yeah, right, out push the door. right out. Yeah. It's like the end of the Bullwinkle yeah. segment. You know, yeah. where they're behind the parade. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so, um, this is not. This has nothing to do with any of that. No. This is an audio editor, Aaron, an audio editor for OS four. So, if you are interested in downloading a quality audio editor for OS four, I know that we've got some OS four people. Out there, uh, yeah. the Lord, love the Lord, big yeah. OS4 guy. He's a big fan. Uh, you can check out Rave. Uh, this, I believe, is a free project, uh, and uh, it looks good. It looks a lot like Audacity, except it's for OS4. How'd you come across this, Bo? Listen, I'm constantly trolling the news sites. <laughs> You're for all over the especially OS4 stuff. <laughs> since you know, since the Lord is such a fan, I want to placate him with my offerings. Yeah. Moving on, Aaron. There's some gaming news this week. There always is. There's a new game called Break Hack. Okay. <laughs> this is. It sounds like whenever you work on a piece of hardware. <laughs> yes, you're not wrong. Uh, That's <laughs> exactly what they named it. Check out the way I hacked this. I <laughs> yeah. hacked it by blowing it up. You know, are you a fan, Aaron, of the old roguelike? Uh, eh, that's okay. You and you and Brent just did some roguelike did stuff. stuff. I mean, they're okay. They're okay. You know. Well, again, if you are an OS four, actually, I think this might be are an you OS. Me oh, yeah, this OS is 4? this is another OS four story. That thing's popping off. That's man. right. This thing is available for OS four, and it looks great. You know, this is your typical rogue looking game with your tile based graphics, your turn based movement. Uh, and if you're a fan of this genre, this is Break Hack. I think has been available on Steam for a while. But you can pick up the OS 4 port right now. This looks a lot better than Telenguard did when I played it. <laughs> yeah. This is, this We've is come a, a little ways it's since got color, for example. Also, I noticed the guy lived for more than three seconds. <laughs> so Telenguard should be called I Hate You. Yeah. That'd be a better name for it. Yeah. Now, Aaron, this next story here comes to us from our good friend, oh, Doug, yes. from Dynamic Computing. Over at the 10 minute Amiga Retrocast. I'm now, begging to know what that place does. I'm begging to know. Listen, nobody knows. Ever to find out what they that do? Way. They're dynamic. They Is don't that, have to tell you. What they change all the time? Yeah, yeah, they're a chameleon. So, um, this is about the Memetics frame buffer. Now, did you ever use a frame buffer back in the day, Aaron? Huh. Of course not. Are you kidding me? Are you aware of what a frame buffer is? I, after watching this, I've got a better idea, but no. Okay, so I watched this thing yeah. and I learned from the master. So apparently, if you really wanted to get true 24-bit quality images on your Amiga, right. you have to use a frame buffer because there's just not enough jack in the Amiga itself to do it, okay? And so this thing allows you, it's amazing, it allows you to load images into it and then you put them up on a display and they literally look like an image that you take on a digital camera right yeah. now and put on your computer. It was very impressive. There is no pixelization. There is no uh, no artifacting. It really, really looks good. Now, the problem is, the reason why this thing didn't take off, according to Doug, is yeah. that this is a, a for Amiga 1.3 only. Oh, man. So it was an early release. And the driver situation, not great. And, of course, the typical Amiga reason, there was absolutely no advertising done on the part of the maker. Yeah, there you go. You know, I'm looking at Doug here. He's like a new hair. He looks young. I think he de-aged. Yeah. Have you noticed him and him and uh, he's been doing those uh, those YouTube like phone gimmicks that come up? You know the little the, the little shorts. mini videos. Yeah. yeah, he's been all over these mm. things. Well, so you dogs know, branching out. If you're trying to get into the shorts market, that's the young people. You gotta, you know, he's wearing your TV. wife's killing it in there. Yeah, oh yeah, she's he's. I'm sure that Doug he puts he applies the makeup. I'm just saying, he, that Doug looks great. He's the television makeup. It's a, he looks he looks uh, like a, he a, D, I'm not just saying this to put him over, but he looks like he DH like. Ten years. Yeah. Tell me your secrets. He Doug. looks great. He looks great. I guess man. when it's called good living, that's all I can figure. Yeah. Yeah. That explains a lot. I'm thinking about it. <laughs> Speaking of bad living, yeah. I want, this, this one I did watch. This one's just called my Amiga 3000 T died. Tell us about this one. Well, <laughs> this is classic Chris Edwards, and so Chris has an Amiga 3000 that won't come on at the beginning of this video. He does, I don't know, 400 things, and mm-hmm. eight takes 8 million hours, and at the end of the video, his Amiga won't come on. So it's not a 
I don't want to spoil the ending for everybody, but it is fun to watch well, the journey. This from, is this you know. is just another another reminder that no matter what kind of a wizard you are, and no matter how good a shape you keep your computers yeah. in, these things have a limited lifespan. Yeah, and sooner or later things are going to fail, and maybe you'll be able to fix it, and maybe you won't. Yeah, and I bet you as soon as this video is over, Chris just threw this dump in the dumpster, or. He'll work on it until his hands are skeletal. Oh, I meant that's what I did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the thing is, it worked when you got it. That's the difference. <laughs> but this is interesting. It's interesting to see how, you know, uh, uh, being a technician myself, I mean, sort of, we all have our own gimmick, mm -hmm. you know. It's always interesting. It's always interesting for me to watch how other technicians do apply their trade, mm -hmm. you know. And so this one, you get a, a, a good, you get a good look at what he's up to and his, and his line of thinking. He changes sockets and he changes RAM and he orders specific RAM that you can't get anywhere, but he finds it. He pays top dollar, you know, because that's what he does, you know. And and uh, uh, it's not like I mean he knows what he's doing. He's fixed a ton of these things, so I have no doubt he will fix it. It's just uh, the path to get there. That's what this video is all about. I found it interesting, so it's definitely worth a look. Plus, it's uh, Chris being as wacky as always, and he's quite wacky. He's a wacky Look at all the crap he's got in the background. He's got one of those... Uh, Voltron. Volt that's a name, Voltron. Mm -hmm. He's got the sign gimmick there. Yeah, Rob's he, got one of those sign things, He's got too. these other... Uh, these things here should be on. Yeah. Those are cool looking, you know. Uh, so he's got all kinds of stuff in the background. That's We should try that sometime. Maybe. Maybe yeah. we should get stuff in the background. So, Aaron, our final story this week. You know, next week, I am not going to be here. What? What? Uh, this is news to me. Yeah, I'm, I'm just bringing it on you now. Uh, there is a gathering going on in Athlone, Ireland. Oh, man. Amiga, Ireland, Aaron. Amiga, Ireland. Now, um, I was going to, you know, go to the we Amiga, Ireland website and give you yeah, a rundown a of all the stuff that was going on. Yeah. Unfortunately, they've not updated their website with uh, with anything. They have. <laughs> they, know, everything is still for 2022. You know what the tip off should be? It's when you see this game, Skid Marks, on here. They use the menuing system from Skid Marks. Clearly, they just adapted it to the web. Luckily, Mitsuyama came to the rescue. Good job, Mits. <clears throat> I guess an, a schedule was emailed. Uh, you're going to get to see there are uh, there are some folks coming here that are... Um, there's the, the former editor of Amiga Format, Nick Veitch. I think is how you say it. Uh, there is a workshop on chaos using chaos engine with a DB9 controller. Okay. Uh, Listen. How do we usually use it? You can't play chaos engine. You just you, you got to come to find out. Maybe you you've been to, doing it wrong you, this whole can you, time. Can you take some notes for me when he does that one? I will. I will. You're going to get to see Paulo D'Urso, Ron Nicholson. These are names of people that exist in the world. These Aaron. are people. Some of these people are like chip engineers that yeah. worked on the original. Listen, believe it or not, I know some of this. Yeah. I heard recognize a couple of the names. I believe one of the guys you mentioned worked on the Paula or the or one of those. So I mean, you've got those are those are hardware high level hardware people, the highest level you can get. Mm -hmm. What are you gonna do? <laughs> Sit there in the bounty, it's drunk and drool. <laughs> That's when you start the drinking, right? It's like when Happy Coding comes on and starts talking about how to code stuff. Where I'm just completely I'm oblivious <laughs> to what's happening. I just nod my head. Wish I was that smart. You know, they have a separate room for those kind of talks for a reason. <laughs> It's like the barn. The, 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 the people that are interested in that stuff, yeah. they all get herded in there. And then everybody that's playing games and drinking, they're in the other room having a good time. The thing about it is, if you watch this stuff, I mean, really watch it. You might learn something. Mm -hmm. That's true. If you true. wish to. Yeah. Do you want to? No. <laughs> I prefer to live and wallow in my own ignorance. That's, never had someone who has bad mouthed the Amiga so much, went so far to go to an Amiga event. Yes, that's true. So, you can join me, as well as a more than a dozen fellow Amigos uh, in Athlone, Ireland, this Friday and Saturday. Uh, feel free to uh, head on over and say hello if you, are, uh, if you listen to the show. Um, we're having our own Amigos dinner Saturday night at the local Thai establishment. Oh, man. Friday night is our traditional kebab outing right. where we go out and we load down with the most unhealthy food you can possibly imagine, uh -huh. saunter about. I plan on going over to Sean's Bar, the oldest pub in Ireland, and mm -hmm. uh, listening some, to some traditional Irish music yeah. on Friday oh, night. Oh, nice. And yeah. nice. Let, me yeah. ask you, let me ask you a series of questions. Okay. Number one, you're going over there to have Thai food? 
Listen, I didn't book the. I didn't so book the venue. Are you going to judge them harshly if it doesn't come up to your? Because you've got the loftiest of standards for Thai food. I will not judge them harshly, but I, I will. I will give them a rating. Now let me ask you another question: How many of our good amigos buddies are going to be at this thing? There's going to be more than a dozen. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So Lob's going to be there. It's a like a mini boat fest. Yeah. What's it's it's basically Euro Boot Fest is what it is. Exactly. So we because it got canceled the last one. It's the real one. Except I don't have to do anything, so it's great. <laughs> uh, let's see. Lobsterminator is going to be there. Mitsuyama is going to be there. Uh, Pixels at Dawn is going to be there. Of course, Edvin, large and in charge. Unfortunately, Jacob unable to make oh, it to this event. I and was he's really, the one that you know is going to party. I was down. really hoping to party with Jacob. But I'm going to see to what wait. he's like when he's just completely normal. I don't. I, mean, I don't believe he ever is. <laughs> I'd love to see that. Yeah. You see, he walks out like, hello, boat. Nice to meet you. So uh, there's tons of people that I'm forgetting. So I apologize if I, I forgot. But uh, Chris Folds, of course, is going to be there. Um, is Graham going up this Graham year? Graham is going to be yeah. there. Yep, Graham. Uh, so uh, we hope that if you're in Ireland this weekend, you'll come say hello. Uh, I'll be giving out tons of free Amigos swag. Uh-huh. I found a whole box full of Amigos keychains oh, that are super we awesome. We had keychains? Yeah. Where did you get those made? I've got keychains. I've got buttons. I've got stickers. I've got magnets. I'm giving it Does all away. Does this stuff come from Hawaii? Or is this uh, no, this is stuff that I ordered long, oh, long ago. Why, why, why did we never give it out? It was in a box in my basement. And I was cleaning out stuff. I I'm surprised it. you didn't throw it away. Oh, I almost <laughs> did. I was like, "What's this thing?" And then I caught myself. Now, let, like, let me ask you: Is there going to be any? Fo- are they going to stream this sucker? Uh, I know the web page doesn't say anything. Hey, well, that's a you. great question. You know, are normally, you going to stream this sucker? Bro? I can tell you unequivocally, no. <laughs> uh, you know, I really enjoyed my time the past two Amiga Irelands, but because it was paid for by our uh, listeners, I wanted to make sure that I gave them the show as much as I could. Yes, very nice of you. Listeners, this year, uh, this year, I am paying my own way, yeah. and so uh, I will be doing my own thing, and my own thing will be kicking them back. Arm around Edvin. I'm, oh, wait a I'm, I'm abandoning. You're a hypocrite. Yeah, I'm now. a hypocrite now. Once I start drinking, man, anything is goes. that when it goes down? That's I right, say. Yeah. Oh, that'll be fun. So are you gonna send us back some footage? Take You'll some be, videos. I'll, yeah, so we can put something. I'll, 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 I'll take some videos, and of course, I'll be posting constantly on Discord. I hope your the next my trip to Amiga Ireland is less depressing than the last one you made. <laughs> Listen, it was you a bad it was time. a burial, and then we came back when we had to play hook, and that made it even worse. <laughs> oh my god, is that one that was? Yeah. That would explain a lot. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. It'll be a lot of fun for you both. I'm looking forward to it. All right, Aaron, it's time to talk about uh, our favorite sponsor here at Amigos, Retro Rewind. (laughs) It's hard to say. I know. Have you been drinking today? I should be. (laughs) Let's talk about Frank up in the fine, friendly confines of Canada. Canada. This guy takes care of your business. What is the business? It's the business of taking care of your Commodore machines and a little cocoa Mm. thrown in to spice things up. First of all, here's what you do. You go over to RetroRewind.ca. That's the address that gets the party started. Then you look through the many, many pages, mm-hmm. the many volumes of stuff that Frank selling. Mention a few things he sells. You have accelerators. Bam. You've got flashcards. Bam. You've got diagnostic ROMs. Yeah. You've got full cap kits. You've got... Uh, OS 3.2 software. We never mentioned that. He's got yeah. all those things. All yeah. the softwares, all the chips and, are all there. And the Kickstarter ROMs. Now, all the Kickstarter ROMs. So, you know, whatever hardware needs you have, he can accommodate those. But if you just have a broken machine, you can send him the full broken machine. He will diagnose it. He will tell you what's wrong with it. He'll give you a quote that you won't believe because it's so cheap. I can't believe it. And then it. he'll fix it for you. Yeah. And we know this from firsthand experience because he fixed my Vectrix and everyone at Boat Fest That's brought right. something for Frank to fix. And he fixed all of it. He did. He him worked, and Jason Warren. Him and Jason Warren's worked all the whole Boat Fest fixing stuff. So we're not just saying it's just for kicks. We know how it goes. Yeah. This guy's top shelf. And you get that way from two reasons. Number one, you've got equipment that your average schmo can't get or wouldn't understand. It's like giving you a tricorder. Like, mm. we don't, we're not from the future. No. All right. And secondly, He's got decades of experience. Decades. Remember you said 20 years ago you were graduating from somewhere? Frank was graduating from the school getting it done yeah. and keeping it real. That's right. That's where he was at. It's a dual he was, degree. He was wor- That's right. He was working even back then, 20, 25, 30 years ago. He was doing this. Mm-hmm. He's been doing this forever. Yeah. He's got loads of experience. Take care of your business. 
We wouldn't recommend him if we didn't think he'd get the job done. That's and right. And do the job he can, Bode. If you go to RetroRewind.ca, load up your cart with goodies, make sure before you check out, use the promo code AMIGOS10. It will save you 10% off the already low, low prices. That's free money. That's right. We appreciate Retro Rewind, and we thank them for being a sponsor of Amigos. Aaron, let's talk Castle Master. I love that slurry thing. That's how you know it's Amiga. I Only love Amiga that. makes it possible. It's the best noise. It's a, I told I, that in the pan flute. That's it. You got to get that in there too. I told Bark Bent when he's helping me make music. I was like, listen, slur that sucker up. And he did, by God. He slurred it to no end. I loved it. Castle Master. What a great name, by yeah. the way. This is a uh, game released in 1990, the year of our Lord, 1990 AD, boat. One disc. Can you believe mm, that? I That's incredible to me. I just noticed that. Uh, developed by well, this this place has like two names, so we'll go with both. Uh, what, uh, it's there. I've got major developments. That's a good name. Mm-hmm. But then they've also got incentive, which is a good name too. They're both good. Uh, and published by Domark. Domark, there's your mixed bag publisher right yeah, there. Yeah, and I've also I've always disliked that name. It sounds like a very it's dorkish. It's like Doughboy. Yeah. That was my nickname in high school, and I hated it. It's like Doughboy mixed with dork. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. That is horrible. Yeah. That's a horrible name. Uh, Incentive did some stuff. Now, I learned something this week, believe it or not. It finally happened. <laughs> so, Incentive was responsible for 3D Construction Kit 1 and 2, and... VR Studio 2. Mm. All right, does this ring a bell here? Duh. Because look at this thing. They also did uh, uh, Castle Master 2, Dark Side Driller, Total Eclipse. So they did some stuff. This was like a series of like four games that all had this sort of uh, three-dimensional gimmick. Mm. Okay, so did you know that? I, I did. Oh, I you did, did Well, know I that. mean, after this week, I didn't know that. Right, right, yeah. We've never covered any of these, no. have we? How do, so maybe we'll have to cover the rest. Domar, you know, I looked over there because uh, they've done like I think it's like fifty-eight titles, a million, a million. But games. just I just picked out some. They did APB, remember that one? Badlands, that car game. They did that one. At Champion, uh, uh, they did that Cyberball. They did a couple F one games. They did Hard Driving. The and, thing that I always associate them with is yeah. Lord, uh, Lords of Midnight on the ZX Spectrum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They also did Clax because oh, okay, twenty twenty-three. There's time for Clax. Time for Clax. Uh, one player game. Uh, the people that worked on this. Now, this is a game that was uh, um, that was coded by a fellow named Paul Gregory. He did a good chunk of the stuff we just talked about, but a couple other ones here. Switchblade Two. Now we both hated Switchblade One, but I heard Switchblade Two was great, and we've never played Switchblade Two, so that might be one to try. Yeah. Uh, he also did uh, Venus Flytrap. We Remember did we, that. We tried that yeah. one a while back. So there's a couple there. He did, like I said, most of what we just talked about. Uh, the graphics were also worked on by Mike Salmon, uh, Sean Ellis, who worked on ma- the majority of stuff we just talked about. The musician here, this guy's undersung, and we've also done his stuff. Matt Furness, he did Alien 3, which we looked at, Arabian Nights, which we looked at, Badlands, which we looked at, Laser Squad, Lords of Chaos. He did tons of stuff. Maybe this guy should be exalted a little right, bit. He did right. the slurry theme to this. Yeah. So, Move over, David Whitaker. Well, yeah. <laughs> Listen, let's not go crazy. But yeah, Matt Furness. I'm going to give this guy some props. You know, when I was looking at this list, I'm like, let's see what this thing was released on. I bet nothing. There's no way nothing's running this game. Right. Too advanced. Right. Right. Wrong. Oh. I was And dumb by me. So get this. This run, they've got an Amstrad, a Commodore 64, the, the DOS version with p- Tandy Sound. Not bad, right? The ZX got one of these. The ZX, I couldn't believe that. The, uh, so you got a lot of different versions on the Atari ST. Maybe we'll stumble across this one someday. Mm-hmm. You never know. Um, I don't know what came first, but from looking at this, the, this and the PC version look, and I'll show you later. They look identical. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna I'm gonna assume that one that one was based on the other. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm sure the ST would be thrown in there as well. So. 
Did you read the backstory of this? No. Oh boy. Not a word. I was hoping you hadn't. <laughs> so Because when I looked at the documents, I must have gotten an abbreviated version because it was yeah. like a four page booklet. Oh yeah, there's no it's got this thing's got a full schmoz, okay. but I, I got I got the, the Cliff Notes version. Load me up, man. So first of all, remember at the beginning of this when you uh when you you pick a player, mm-hmm. okay, you've got a, a as a guy and a girl. Yeah, equal and, opportunity. Okay, they're twins. Okay. Okay. So what happens, and I thought this was great, actually. When you pick your player, whatever you didn't pick, this bird comes in like a pterodactyl, swoops up, picks them up, and just takes off with mm-hmm. them. So you do. And then them. later on in the uh, in the thing, you see him swoop over the yeah. castle and drop just, the guy I love in there. That. Yeah. So here, there's the, first of all, here's the plot. It's a okay. summarized plot. Now, I didn't write this, but this is a summary. Mm-hmm. So you choose, your, you choose your character, and then the magister... Uh, Basically grabs the twin and the guards the twin, right? And you have to go through the castle, destroy all the either evil spirits, and then once you get all the stuff they've got and get through all the puzzles, you can go take on the magister. Okay, this thing has like a long. This was the, that was the short, short, short version. The long version. This is long. Okay, and it's written in this weird prose. So who do you think wrote this backstory? They brought in a guy. Mm. Stephen King. No, Mel Croucher. Really? Does that, that name ring a bell? Holy cow! For our, for our ZX yeah. listeners, he's the guy that did uh, Do Sex Machina. Right. That crazy game. Mm-hmm. So he wrote the story behind mm-hmm. this game. Right. Interesting. And, and the story is long, and you could go read it on your own time. But that's the that's the super summarized version of it. Uh, Castle Master is the fourth. Uh, game to use the free scape first person solid 3D game system. The other three were Driller, Darkside, and Total Eclipse. So there's that. Uh, and Castle Master 2 was released after this. And from what I read, it was packaged with Castle Master 1. It was the double. Okay. All right. Your mileage may vary on this, but as far as I could tell, that's the way it was. Uh, it was. It was put down. Uh, when the game comes up, it comes up and it stays this way too. You've got t- basically two large turrets on the side, of, you know, like castle turrets on the side of either side of the screen, and then a little like inventory bar at the bottom, and then a castle master at the top, and then the that uh, the space in between is where the action goes mm-hmm. down. So, but but you've got essentially a uh, upper third and a lower third and some side thirds. Well, this is fully framed, uh, fully framed action. This is dream catch it up to the nines yeah. from his old article and. You had to do that in this problem because you're really pushing it. You are. With, with this game. Now, this game comes up, like we mentioned, you pick your character. The other character gets whisked away to the castle, and then this portcullis goes, and sits mm-hmm. down in front of it, and then you start the game. The game has multiple levels of control. I would be interested to know, what. how did you control it? I started out playing primarily with the arrow keys and the mouse, Yeah, but it made my hand hurt. So I stopped. So what did you end up using? I ended up using the arrow keys and the keyboard. Yeah, because you can do both. Right. I used the arrow keys and the mouse. The mm. funny thing is... I don't like... It just... like See how my <laughs> arm is bent like that? Did you play it on that laptop? No, but uh, my computer at home, I would... I Here's what you the do. You, see, you take this keyboard, you scoot it all the way over here, and then you're in business. That Nothing seems like something it. I should have done. Yeah. So here's the thing. Uh, the keyboard lets you move around the mouse. It's just like you would expect, almost like a Doom or something. Right. But some, but they added a little bit of weirdness. There's a good news, bad news. This is a great. The look of this game is 3D, right? Sort of like Hunter. Mm-hmm. All right, think Hunter. The difference is you can look up and down in this, but the way you do it via the mouse anyway on the screen is a little eyeball. And there's an up and down arrow on top and the bottom of the eyeball. If you click on them, you'll go up and down. Now this gets irksome. You could also use the keyboard for that. I would recommend using the keyboard, but you can use the mouse if you want to. Aside from the ability to run around, to grab stuff or whatever, you could also duck and run. I don't know how many people know this, uh, because it's unless you actually read the docs, unless you're just sitting around well, going like, oh, I don't see how you could play this game without reading the docs. Well, you can- <laughs> No, no, I don't think so either. Uh, but yeah, ducking is actually sort of vital. You have to, yeah, you have to duck before you can crawl. Right, as and they say. and and uh, running. It's funny because I, as I started this game, because it starts you on the outside of the castle, mm-hmm. you can walk around out there. You can go all the way around the castle, and then there's a moat. And so uh, I thought, man, this is slow. 
right? And but you could run. I didn't mm -hmm. know out there. Mm -hmm. And, and they even say in the docks, they say when you're outside, you need to be running around. Yeah, you could run. It's better out there. Mm -hmm. When you get in the castle, I hardly ever turn right. on because you're in tight. You're in tight confines. Right. Right. Uh, you the mouse button will throw throw a rock, and your guy's got basically as far as I can tell, an unlimited amount unlimited of rocks. Supply. So he's carrying around a lot of a, a pocket full of rocks. So with all that said, the game pops up, the music plays, the portcullis lifts boat. What were your first impressions? Uh, I thought it, it ran pretty smoothly. Mm -hmm. I thought it ran pretty quickly. Now I was using an emulated A twelve hundred, right? Um, and so, but it wasn't you know accelerated or anything. I thought that the action was pretty smooth. Um, and I like the fact that the documentation gives you hints about what to do. Uh, yeah. Because before I looked at it, I was like, you know, I was to see how far I can get. Well, I couldn't get very far because I couldn't figure out how to open the drawbridge. And so... Um, really? Yeah. Yeah. You, so you didn't go to the wizard's hut at the beginning? No, I went to the wizard's hut at the beginning. Uh -huh. I, I ate the cheese. Did you read the thing on the wall? No, I couldn't. Like, I, I think my, my copy was screwed up, too, because it wouldn't let me read the thing on the wall so in you, that particular room. Could you read it anywhere? I could read it in other places, but sometimes when I'd read it, the game would soft lock on me. Really? Yeah. I had issues with this, with this game. But anyway, it says in the <laughs> manual... It says, hence, it says a well-placed rock will drop the drawbridge. Right, so. right, yeah. That's what it also says on the wizard's wall, in mm -hmm. case you were wondering. So when you start this game, like I mentioned, you're outside of an, an enormous castle. And the only thing out there, there's one large boulder, and there's a little hut. When you go in that, and by the way, you just go right in. All the little houses, you just go in them. Everything's that's, that's open. That's the way the Middle Ages work. Yeah, but I mean, it's cool. I mean, listen, it's not decoration. Yeah. You go in that stuff. Yeah. I like that. You oh, know yeah. how I am. This isn't Grand Theft Auto no. 3, like where you can't go in the buildings. No. This is fully fleshed out. This is out. Grand Theft Auto 4. Right. You go right in. And so when you if you stumble upon the hut, you can go in there, and then on the uh, and you'll see this all over the place. There are little signs. This is how you get clues to puzzles mm -hmm. and stuff. It's very, I mean, like... Yeah. Why in the in the world of the game? Why there would be signs that gave you clues is yeah. sort of weird, but I like the way that it's integrated. Yeah, uh, and so and also in there is a is a is a piece of cheese. I just saw something in the which I've never seen before. So I just watched this playthrough. I just saw something I didn't know about. Anyway, you've also got. Let's talk about what's at the bottom of the screen. Tell them what's at the bottom of the screen. And tell them what it does. So at the bottom of the screen, you have your strength, which is represented dumbly. That is. <laughs> I was waiting to hear your assessment of this by a barbell. Yeah. Okay. You didn't like the barbell? No, that's a dumb way to get... But that's how strong you are. Now look at you. You're get 20 pounds on that thing. <laughs> right. That's a dumb way to show your strength. Uh, they need to give you some hearts. Uh, you also have a key rack. Okay. Uh, you've got a key rack where your keys go. It's yeah. like the thing you put your keys on when you get home from work. Or when you don't take them to the, uh, to the house and you need to unlock. Right. Yeah. Right. So, uh, and then you have a monster strength meter. Uh, the monster strength meter is, uh, it looks like a level. Yeah, exactly. Um, In fact, that's what I thought it was early on. Also represented dumbly. Yeah. Um, don't make things that look like other things. That confuses people. Yeah. Um, yeah. The monster strength level, according to the documentation, the further you get into the, or the longer you play, the stronger the enemies get, which oh. leads you to believe that you want to complete the game in the shortest amount of time possible to be able to complete the game. Yeah. Uh, you also have a uh, an eye, like a, 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 a human eye that looks around that shows you where you're looking. This is also the controls if you're using the mouse that you can uh, click on to go look down or look up. Yeah. You have a compass rose beside that, and you can use that to steer yourself. No one does. And then below, at the very bottom, you have what I love. Every room in this game is named. Yeah. It, it tells you the name of the room. And also will give you occasionally something. It'll, it'll give you some help as mm -hmm. to where you're at. I like, actually, as dumb as that, we, it's not like we buried this. But it's really it's, not it's bad. It's actually great because yeah. it does everything you need it to do. Yeah. Like I so said, the up and down on the eye doesn't help that much, and I never used the compass thing. And the strength thing, and listen, that makes more sense than hearts if you think about it. I mean, it's just strength. It's kind of funny. It is kind the of funny. The keychain's kind of cool. It's like the duck button. That, you hated that, didn't you? I hated it. Uh, but, uh, I mean, overall, and we and listen, we admit that the, the rim of the a screen being covered in graphics is strictly for performance purposes. Right. So, once you get past the reason it's there, I can live with it. So... Once you get into the game, your first objective is to get in the castle, which Boat mentioned that he just there's a button over there, you throw rocks at it. This is one of those gimmicks. This is a true uh this is a true 3D puzzle game with combat. Uh in every sense of the word. This is actually I really I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, this one was a surprise to me because I liked it. 
It kept it simple. You know what I mean? I knew what was going on. Now, did I kill this game? No, but I was killing spirits left and right. Mm -hmm. When you go into rooms with bad guys in it, they'll come up and they'll be in different forms. Sometimes they look like a Pac-Man ghost. Sometimes they look like a a vulture or a pterodactyl or something. A couple rooms I went in where I was getting hammered. I didn't even see what was killing me a few times. So you have to, sometimes they fly up above you. Mm -hmm. You know, so I didn't exactly, sometimes you don't know what to to shoot at. Sometimes the stuff you have to shoot at is real small. There is the 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 problem this game has is the problem that every game like this has is that your spatial awareness is hard. It's hard to ex- exactly know where you're at in reference to everything else. For example, let's say you want to go pick up a piece of cheese because that seems to be the food du jour in this game. Big big blocks of cheese, wedges, and so I want to just pick up that cheese. Well, you can't just click on it. You got to get near it. Otherwise, they'll say out of reach. Then you got to get closer, out of mm-hmm. reach. Sometimes you've got to look down, and then you can get the cheese. And so that gets a little old. That part of it. Um, it's real easy to get lost. I don't know if you went down to the catacombs at all. There's a there's a wishing well out in the courtyard once you get in the castle. And I jumped down into this thing. Well, then you're in the catacombs. Mm-hmm. Well, the catacombs are they're catacombs. They're like a big maze. Mm-hmm. So crap like that. I got lost a lot. To the point where, yes, I broke out the pencil <laughs> and the back of a receipt I had. I was <laughs> sketching out where to go in this thing. Uh, what did you think about the gameplay in this and the, and the, and the game feel, Boat? I agree with a lot of what you said. Mm. Um, I think this game is good. Yeah. I think it's good. Uh, why there continues, continued and continues to be frame-by-frame frame dungeon crawls, when you can do stuff like this on the Amiga in 1990, yeah. boggles the mind. I mean, you could have taken this engine and stuck, I mean, theoretically, you could have stuck out of the beholder right. on it, or, right. or, and, or Dungeon Master. And in doing so, made it an actual good game. I don't think they had the jack to do that. But of course, it would have happened in real time. They didn't have to. You could have stopped it yeah. at a turn-based combat. Yeah, yeah. Go on. I, I agree with you on that. So this game essentially does exactly what it sets out to do. You get to explore this fully formed castle that has secret passages, that yeah. has cool stuff in it, that's got different things in it. Um, the, there's puzzles that you can solve. You kill monsters. And the greatest thing about this game is that the, the, the controls are perfect for a game like this, okay? You don't want to have to be futzing around with a lot of different keyboard commands and doing a lot of different things that are outside the game. It breaks your immersion. In a game like this, you want to feel fully immersed. And this game has a single action button. I think it's A. And A does everything. It opens doors. It grabs items. It takes keys. It does whatever you need to do. Yeah. Yeah. And so... This game isn't burdened by an inventory system. You essentially have to get your strength back, so you have to find food and drink to do that. And when you do that, you just drink it and you move on with your life. Right. You don't even hold it. Yeah. Like you, in fact, it's better not to eat it until you need it. It's I, laying around everywhere. I love the fact that this game was not burdened by an inventory system. Me because too. it doesn't need it. It I, doesn't need it. Also, I like the fact that you don't have a party to worry about. Exactly. Listen, you know, I'm just like you on that. I want it simple. This is, that's what I liked about in it. In the early days of 3D gaming, this is what I imagined the future of video games would be like. I wanted to be able to explore a world in three dimensions, be able yeah. to walk wherever I wanted, to be able to do whatever I wanted to do. And this game delivers on that in the best way that it could for the year that it was made. Yeah, you know, and the funny thing is there's action sequences. I mean, sort of, you mm-hmm. know, you have to avoid like the shutting doors right. and stuff like that. Right, uh, uh, But this game, you know, we played Hunter... And we also played that uh, that weird midwinter that, that helicopter or game. No, not no, midwinter, not midwinter, but I mean, game. we've played some of these efforts, these three D efforts, and and midwinter I think would count. But the hunter comes to mind. Yeah. And hunter, the difference between this and hunter is hunter did it a lot of its stuff outdoors, mm-hmm. not so much this. But I mean, otherwise, I think this trumps hunter in terms of what they did with this engine. Yeah, I think hunter is a more fully fleshed out game experience. It try it sets out to do more and it does more. This game doesn't set out to do more, yeah. But what it does do, it, it does, does extremely yes, well. Yes, I would agree with that. I mean, I think Hunter was very ahead of the curve, mm-hmm. but so was this in its own way. They were taking a behind the curve game and bringing it up to speed with a cool engine. Yeah, you know, and I, I agree, man, so much. So I agree with you. There's, I, I get tired of having 
I'm not a kind of guy that wants to have a big inventory. Mm-hmm. And I, do I need to pick this up? Do I need to pick that right. up? I like the kind of puzzle solving in this, the rock throwing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds stupid. You got rocks. It works. Yeah. You know, also, this game isn't like instant death. Right. You actually right. can go out. Like, I started playing it. And I'm like, wait a minute. I'm, I've, I've killed some stuff. Mm-hmm. I've got some keys. Mm-hmm. I'm getting somewhere here. It's got saves and loads. It's got all that stuff. The message at the bottom of the screen is totally fine. It yep. gives you the information you mm-hmm. need. You fell. You can't reach that. This is too heavy. Yeah. That's all the crap you need. And that's what you want when you play a game like this. You want to know, why can I not pick up this thing? Because right. most games don't tell you. Right. And they're like, you're too far away. Oh, thank you, game. Yeah. You know? Now, I mean, it's is it part? Like, I think the interface is pretty good. I don't think it's perfect. No, it's not perfect. But it's pretty good. Yeah. But if you think about it, remember a, while, uh, a couple years ago, we were talking about, we had the news article where they'd taken one of these old games and, like, used it in VR. Like, this is your game. Mm-hmm. It's got up and down, all the different angles. You, know, you this- so this is VR easily. This is honestly, this is this is like the next phase of um of um theme or what is that game that everybody goes nuts about on the Coco? Yeah, Dungeons about, of Daggerath. Yeah. This is sort of yes. like that, but just taken, you know, a generation further. I like this more. Yeah. If me I'm too. honest. But of course, this had a lot more advantages than well, that. Well, Daggerath's terribly overrated. Well, no, it's not overrated. It's just, it, that's a game that requires a lot more. It's not as refined as this because it's on a, a machine that's not nearly a fifth as powerful right but i mean nobody's talking about castle master and more people need to be talking about it it is funny because had you ever heard of this game like when we announced that last week i was like what is that i didn't even know what it was and so when i loaded it up and i thought to myself this must be a dud Mm -hmm. you know and i played this on the mister and i played it on amiga forever i did both and it ran fine for me now how would this gut along to 500 i don't know but I'm starting to wonder as we move along in this in the length of the number of shows we've done, how much that matters. Mm-hmm. People have so many different ways to play these games. We used to talk about that a lot more than we do now about oh how long does it take to load. I mean, it runs fine. It's a WHD lead. Don't have to worry about it. The uh, I thought it, now it's not perfect because there are some areas where you have to quickly look up and down, and that's tough mm-hmm. unless you're using a keyboard. Boat's right. If you're going to buy a game that we cover on this show, this would be near the top just because the manual's got a full book written by someone famous that's got all the keyboard commands and stuff. And I did have issues with the emulation on this one. I had it lock up on me multiple times whenever I do, like I said, whenever I try and read signs and stuff. What were you playing it on? This is just on WHE load on FSUAE. Yeah, well, I was playing, I I used Amiga forever. Mm -hmm. I will say, I did have one weird thing happen. When I was hitting buttons, I accidentally hit the H button, and the H is like, it's called halt. Right. And I couldn't figure out how to unpause the game. Yeah. So we have to hit shift and hit oh, it again. Oh, see, it doesn't say that in the docs. It doesn't. And I looked over and, and over. Yeah, and I didn't know that. And that was one of the times that it locked up on me. So yeah, maybe that that's was the Yeah, it'll say pause. And the thing is, you can hit something. And it'll be like, it'll say it for a second. And it'll say pause. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how do you unpause this? What's not in the docs? That's the reason I first got the docs. Right. I was like, and it wasn't there. So I just hit the buttons. And I noticed that shift and but commands that other stuff. So I was like, that. So that's okay. a little tidbit for you if you if you get that's stuck good to in know, this. Man. Uh, I think this is a game that is beatable. Mm-hmm. I think if I sat down with this for a little, not too much longer, I think I might be able to take this thing to yeah. the house. Yeah, and it's it's great because the maze, aside from the catacombs, the the game is a sort of a maze, but it's not a maze where all of the rooms look the same. Yeah, you know, every a good room job. Is, every room is well decorated. Yeah, and it makes it feel like a lived-in place. It not only does it look lived in and feel lived in, but it's the the architecture is different. You're going to big cathedral style mm-hmm. rooms. You're going to small rooms. You're going to hallways, dungeons. You go down into the well. Uh, you could theoretically go into the water, but there's sharks in there, so I never did that. There's varied. Like I said, I don't. I didn't see every spirit you've got to fight, but I saw about four of them, and they were. Listen, these things aren't like uh, uh, album cover from Bad Out of Hell. Right. These are like, you know, they're just... <laughs> they're polygonal. That's right. But they're fine. Yeah. I mean, you've got to... Everything's use, polygonal. You're going to use your imagination. That's right. Theater yeah. of the mind. So, uh, uh, you know, I, I didn't... I was wondering before we did this, I was like, I wonder what boats... Because I know these aren't... This topic's not necessarily mm-hmm. your bag. I'm so I'm terribly pleased to see that we're actually on the same Listen, page. Listen, man, I love this. And I've told you a million times... The reasons why I don't like dungeon crawlers. Yeah. And this is nothing like a dungeon crawler. Except for the fact that it's in a vaguely dungeon-like setting. Yeah. yeah. It shares nothing in common with duds like Dungeon Master and well, I. Well, now, Behold. that's... You're now, you're going out. Listen, I, don't, I call it like I, I see I, it. I don't agree with that. You know, I, I, we mentioned that I, I did a little poor comparison uh, between this 
and the PC version. I mean, they're almost identical. I mean, I mean, in almost every way. It's really eerie. It almost like the same video. Yeah, it looks like the the PC version is running faster, but you never know yeah. what kind of PC That's this right. is running. That's on. right. That's so. right. But one would wonder what this would look like on the uh, C64. Well, I, I've got on my computer in front of me, I've got the ZX Spectrum version yeah. pulled up so I can give you an, a, a picture of it. And it looks, I mean, the big difference is the speed. Yeah. The biggest difference is the speed. You crawl along more at a frame by frame rate in this game, but on the upside, the game is a straight port or it appears to be a straight port where all the rooms are there. It looks you the know, same. Yeah. Yeah. You know, let me ask you in terms of uh, the game on the Amiga. Did the speed ever bother you? Was it? Did Did you think it was? What? How much would you tweak the speed up or down? You know, I'm not one to pull punches when it comes. Sure, to Sure, I know like that. This. Good lord! I never felt. I felt like this game constantly was was silky smooth as I was running through the game. I would not have changed anything about the speed. I wouldn't go with. I wouldn't say silky smooth, but I thought it was for given what you're running. And I would wonder how this would fare on a faster. You know, a three gigahertz Amiga or a, or a 030 or something like that. You may get a little bang for your buck. It would be nice for it to be smoother, but of course, given the age of the machine, you've got to give it credit for better pump this out. I'm stunned that this came on one disc. Yeah, that's I'm dumbfounded yeah. by that. Yeah, I, I mean, my biggest, you know, my my biggest complaint about this game is one the combat is sometimes clunky yeah uh you, as but it's you, better than i thought it would right be. as you mentioned that. a lot of times enemies are, are they're they're coming upon you from strange angles and you can't move that fast uh and the other is the music uh this is a one track game and that track yeah. plays over and over I mean, it's and a over good again. track but it's one track and you don't get a whole lot of actual in games audio that yeah. and the thing is a game like this if you sat down and, and added music to it, I mean, you could really do a lot of cool stuff if you wanted to. Mm -hmm. And the sound effects, yeah, they could be a lot better. So it's funny. Before we get to the Discord reviews, I'll go into the... Because I want to touch on this. This is maybe we're out of the loop. Or maybe this is one of those games you didn't stand the test of time. Because at some point, it was pretty well received. Yeah. The people in Lemon give it a 7.13. I think it's too low, of course. Uh the uh, average magazine review on this thing, 83. So it got pretty good reviews. I'm looking over the scores, and you got a lot of 90, 89s and 88s. There's a couple outliers in there, Mega Power at 70. But for the most part, it got good reviews. I looked over its accolades. So Amiga Joker, they hit everything. They gave, they were named this their fifth best adventure game in 1990. That must have been a good year. I bet there's, yeah, a, lot I bet of, was. I bet there's a lot of point and clicks mm -hmm. in there. Amiga Power... Gave, named this the number 39 game in the all-time top 100 Amiga games. That makes me wonder why I've never heard of it, but it was regarded that highly. Uh, and so, you know, it got some pretty good love out of these other, uh, out of these magazines. Like in 83, given those magazines, you know how they are. Some of them are pretty harsh. That's mm. a pretty good score. Did we get any Discord action on that? We did. We got a review from David Z. Uh, he posted what appears to be a review the same size as Mel Croucher's book. Dave got into this, yeah. didn't he? So I'm going to kind of parse through this the best I can. He says, as soon as I loaded this one up, I thought, oh, yeah, a dungeon <laughs> crawler. Boat and Aaron are going to love this one. Uh, and so he reads the manual and uh, he says that uh, the, the manual is large. And so yeah. <laughs> and now we know why. Yeah. Got Crouch in there. Um, and so he says the audio sounds good. He's not sure how often it repeats, but it does sound like the same sample over and over. It, yeah. Took him 30 minutes to get into the castle. <laughs> <laughs> Man, do I feel a lot better. Holy smokes. He says he was disappointed by the graphics. He says there were some black squares that are doors and many buildings. I wandered around the castle for a while and found one bat to kill, but that was about all I could find. He played the game for an hour. He still has no idea what to do. Then he says, oh my gosh, it's 20 pages of some kind of poem thing. Do I have to read this as well? He says, I've played a lot of dungeon crawlers and I very much enjoyed them. My first exposure was Temple of Ashfi. Uh, you guys Apache. Apache. Or Apshaw, depending on who you ask. Uh, and all three Bard's Tales, he's played a ton. However, this game was not fun for me. I don't think it's an RPG as there's no character progression. It seems to be a mystery novel wrapped in some bad graphics. Thumbs down. Did you think this was Dave an RPG? Z. No. I didn't either. No. So, I don't know what I thought it was. I'm still not sure what it is. Uh, he says, he, uh, he says, I'm going to leave you with a quote I found on the wall. Be footloose and fancy free to weave, think way without gloss. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> uh, he didn't like it. 
David Hearn Ryder writes, Castle Master was decent enough in 1990 that Freescape Engine did manage solid 3D graphics and the music is still fantastic. As I wondered about Castle Eternity throwing rocks at cheap Casper knockoffs, I rolled my eyes at some of the obscure puzzles, eating and drinking to keep my strength up. Switching between crawl, walk, and run modes to find hidden objects does get old fast. It's all a bit boring and empty these days as you plot about long gray corridors trying to stay awake. Collecting treasures as you slay spirits and solve puzzles, preparing for your battle with the Magister to rescue your twin was fun 30 years ago, but it hasn't aged well. And instead of creating a sense of menace, it feels more like being trapped inside a crappy set of Lego 5 out of 10. Man. We are the outliers wow. on this one, Aaron. I thought this was a I lot don't of think, fun. I don't think I've ever liked a game that was panned this much by our, our I Discord I guess people reviews. were expecting something that we weren't. Yeah. And also, here's the thing. I don't play RPGs that much anymore, and you don't play them at all. If you're expecting this to be like I, the Beholder, yeah. or Ultimate, you're going to be But the thing, I like a game. I like a game that shows you its cards right away. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. there's no... It's the same reason I like a game like Wings, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Here's the game. Here's what you're going to do in the game. Just go and run around. And that's what I like with this. I mean, you got to... I like exploring the castle. Mm -hmm. I didn't think it was a barren gray hall. I thought no. it was cool. Yeah. It's got all kinds of rooms. It's got kitchens and yeah. bathrooms and... Bunk rooms and churches and right. all kinds of stuff. I thought it was interesting. Mm -hmm. The ghosts, I'll grant you, they're goofy. Looking. They're a little goofy, but I mean, it's they're working. They're it's polygonal. It's tough. there's only so much you can do. It's tough. You know, mm -hmm. I thought it was fun. You can't win them all, boat. I did look this up on the eBay boat. Uh, so uh, there are copies available. I saw, uh, of course, they're in the UK. A complete in box, twenty eight, thirty one bucks. I saw some of these that had sold for anywhere between eight to thirty-six bucks. So this is being bought and sold, and it is uh, uh, around. So if you're, this is a game you'd be interested in picking up, and I, you could do worse, frankly. Yeah. Plus, you've got that book by Mel. Mm -hmm. You know, he's sort of a big deal, right? You know, so you could do worse. That's the way I look at it, boat. All right, Aaron, it's time to leave Castle Master. Why don't we talk about what's been going on on the YouTube channel? Right on, brother. So. We had a couple releases this week, but I'll let you talk about this one first. This is our retrospective look on R. Sinclair at Bomb Jack boats. They're Bomb Jack. Yeah, so uh, Bomb Jack might be the best Spectrum port of an arcade game. Uh, it's got the speed, it's got the looks, it's got the mechanics. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't have the sound, but mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's the Spectrum. Uh, but uh, this one was a lot of fun to play. I've got to be honest, I'm not the biggest Bomb Jack guy, mm -hmm. but this game, I played more Spectrum Bomb Jack than I've ever played any other Bomb Jack I played Jack more before. of this one than I did the Amiga one with you. Yeah. I, I, listen, it's, you're right. It's an arcade game that I'm not a super big fan mm -hmm. of, but I will say I gave this, maybe this week it clicked more than it has before, but I did sit around and play this quite a bit. You know, it's, it's a, it is a game of its era. But, I mean, if you like these single screen platform games you could probably get into this and i know from the feedback that a lot of people are really into bomb jack mm -hmm. and the zx and of course the zx and once again is batting way outside punching way outside's weight class on this because it did a great job it's the little computer that could so yeah, yeah i don't want to tip our hand but we both were into the bomb the bomb jack uh the only other item we've got well we got to get into this one it's myself and that crazy crazy fella the brent uh, this week we looked at exclusive European exclusive games on the on the uh, you, you Super know, Nintendo. I could have I could have buried you Why? when you put the the image of the Super Nintendo on the screen. Yeah, you did not put the European Super I know. Nintendo on. the screen. I didn't have a picture of that one. I was looking for it. I was hoping no one noticed. But you had to mention it. Thanks, but no well, one. I didn't want to bury you until you we were in private. Me. You just buried me. What did you think about these two games, but Waterworld and Jelly Boy? Uh, you didn't seem to be too fond of Jelly Boy. Jelly Boy was the absolute worst. It was everything that I hate about life rolled into a video game. It's funny because I actually didn't hate Jelly Boy. Uh, it was like I said, like I said on the show, it sort of reminded me of the natural progression of Ocean making an Amiga platformer and moving it up to a 16-bit console. You did the game a great service by including a playthrough which they had the, all the cheats won. Yeah, Yeah, Brent buried me for that too, but guess what? Go try to find a non-polluted playthrough. The reason why is because it's a horrible game. It just there's not that many. Anyway, I, I thought it was okay. Waterworld's fine. Waterworld was... I mean, they were both... Waterworld no, was Waterworld, generic. It, it, was it was generic, but it was fine. It also had the... It had great music. Do you listen to the music? Yeah, I played it. this. Brent no-sold the music. I thought the music was pretty good. 
Anyway, if you want to see me and Britt scream at each other and make weird faces, you know, the stuff that brings the people back, <laughs> back for more. And what are you guys playing this coming week? This week, we're going to be playing, uh, um, gosh, oh, games that were banned for stupid reasons. Oh, so yeah. Britt's doing EverQuest. He, yeah, I know. And the game I'm doing was actually banned. I don't know. I mean, maybe EverQuest is banned, too. Who knows? Quickly, the stream team, this will be a quick, we only had one release. This would also involve the Brent. But I had to put this up because it was such a sad, sad, sad thing. This is the Brent's Bad Christmas Weekend, or Brent's Lament, whatever you want to call it, where Brent tells you every horrible thing that happened to him over Christmas while I sat around pointing and laughing. Mm-hmm. So it's not gonna. But I had a lot of people ask me about it, so I, I stuck this in. If you if you download the audio ARG, I tacked it on the end of it this of this week as well, so you can li- listen to that. It's fun. It's fun when when Brent has trouble. It's fun to laugh point. That's all we got, Boat. All right. Well, it's time to, uh, of course, we want to thank all the fine, fine folks that make this show happen. Uh, if you want to support Amigos, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Amigos podcast. That gives you access to our Discord server where you could read reviews for us to read on the air as yep. well as funky, funky magnets uh, once a year. We just, I just, uh, people just are receiving their magnets. <laughs> what that as was. We, that was your funky magnet. That was my dance. hand jive. Yeah. Remember, no one does that anymore. Nobody has done the hand jive in many years. George Thurgood did it. Really? <laughs> From the Destroyers? Yeah, he, that was his song. Hand, he did He did cover that song. Oh, yeah. He did all he kinds have... of those 50s covers. He was right. kind of a one trick pony. Up. Take off. So, um, I think it was from Baltimore. He, George uh, Thurgood. I think uh, Delaware. Delaware. Okay. The destroyers are from Delaware. The Delaware destroyers. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, uh, if you want to hear more insightful banner about George Thurgood and the destroyers, you can also watch us live on Twitch.tv/slash Amigos Podcast. Yeah. Amigos Retro Gaming. They keep you'll get it right. Yeah. Hey, wh- while you're here, talk about the big deal. Well, you should talk about this because you're the man behind. Should it. I just talk about it right? This talk second? about it right this second. So, just for no good reason, we kicked the uh, uh, Amigos TV station back up. Yeah. You're like, what is that? So, well, I'll tell you what it is. During the week, when we're because there's a lot of times, it's stunningly, we're not on, mm-hmm. and we thought to ourselves. We've only got 10 shows. Maybe the people need more. <laughs> so much more. So what we're doing now on, the, on our uh, Twitch channel, give them the Twitch channel. Twitch.tv slash Amigos Retro Gaming. There it is. We're running crap most the day, every day. 17, 18, 20 hours. Uh, this week we did 22 and a half hours of Amiga game clips. We did a full marathon of uh, International Computer Clubs. Uh, and we did a marathon of Friday Night Disaster streams. And today we did a marathon of old Amigos. They're, and they're all cut up with just the reviews. They're great. Love mm-hmm. those. Uh, and tomorrow I think we're going to do, uh, we might do some ARGs that I cut up. And we're going to do uh, different game footages. We may do some old Amigos plays. There's going to be something going on. So if you're bored, you want to put something on the background, tune on over. Check it out. We had a lot of fun. We had a lot of people watch. So we're going to keep doing it. We had a good time with it. Now, Aaron, next week, of course, I'm going to be in Ireland. Don't. So the Brent has graciously uh, offered to uh, step into the chair. Oh, man. And it's time to find out what game you guys are going to be playing. Yeah, here we go. And survey says, (laughs) The Fool's Aaron. The Fool's Aaron. This kind of describes this show. (laughs) That's the truth. Hey, while I'm thinking about it, next week, when me and the Brent are here doing the Fool's Errand, stay tuned because directly after the Fool's Errand, we'll be doing ARG Presents on a special double bill. Mm. The Amigos lead in. We need those Amigos numbers to pump up ARG. You guys did great last week. DJ Hoffman rated Listen, you. Listen, <laughs> he only raids the best. All right, that's going to do it for this week. We'll see you guys next time. And until then, adios. adios.